All right, now I'm recording. That would have been bad. Strange. Luciana said you were brave. I'm not. No. You are foolish. Death is not to be feared, but it shouldn't be pursued. There's a difference. This is Zombies Ate My Podcast. <laughs> We are broadcasting to you alive from the Zamp Command Center here in beautiful Vermont, where the weather's starting to get a little bit cooler, a little more tolerable. Just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Not nothing extreme yet, but just a little bit. Just enough to not make me hate life. <laughs> is, it enough to, I say, is it enough for you to turn off the air conditioning yet? Uh, no, not yet. Well, you know what, though? My wife, I swear to God, she'll probably have that thing. She'll want it going the entire winter she needs to sleep with a fan on and it's got to be cold in the room i sympathize i sympathize yeah it gets so cold in the morning that my legs hurt when i wake up (laughs) because they always reach out of the blanket i'm like oh my god i'm waiting for the day where i stumble around and can't even walk but yeah man (sighs) now that i got that out of the way hello my name is bob fournier and joining me uh there's a little bit of a different show tonight we have lou page howdy howdy and that's it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, Bob is, uh, I mean, uh, Ryan is on vacation. Ryan's on vacation. He has no access to the computer, which I, which I think we both agree is good for him. Get out of the get out of the uh, podcasting rig and get out there and enjoy life. He's probably spending time with both wife and daughter. And uh, I'm sure he's looking for lots of zombies, though, while he's out there. Mm-hmm. So we got a jam-packed show to do for you guys here today. So we'll break it down. First, we got some news. And then, Lou, Fear the Walking Dead. Fear yeah, the can, Walking can, Dead. Can I tease something? Yeah, go for it. Uh, I'm really excited for next week's episode. Words that I never thought I would say about Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and like, just to let listeners in on a little bit of a inside baseball for the show is Lou and I were originally just going to talk about the first episode that, that came out and because uh, we were going to wait for Ryan to come back. And then when I called him, I said... Yeah, dude, we got to talk about both. <laughs> I can't yeah. not do it. So, yeah. sorry, Ryan, but uh, we got to go. We got to go on without you. But first, we're gonna blast through some news articles here. The virus has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly. You pissing your pants yet, Lou? Mm, nope. <laughs> you will be. Um, the Walking Dead Blu-ray. Negan drops, eh, I'd say, quite a few F-bombs. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, as we all know, Negan, and I think I brought it up on this show before, too, but Negan is a very foul mouth character in the comic books. And uh, even that scene that we all saw in the finale, it was actually laced with way more F-bombs and profanity in general, stuff that you can't really do on TV. So I just remember the last time The Walking Dead had a a very significant clip was when they were in Terminus and Rick said they're messing with the wrong people. You remember Mm -hmm. that whole line where he ended the season like that? And it was really we're effing, they're they're effing with the wrong people, that whole thing. 
Uh, looks like they did it again with Negan, and uh, there is quite a few F-bombs. <laughs> uh, 23 of the word, the, of, of the F-word. Um, my hope, my hope is that in a few weeks, uh, this current season is getting added to Netflix. My hope is that maybe they add the, uh, they add the the unedited version on Netflix. Oh, I don't know if they do or not. Do they? I haven't even watched it on Netflix yet. I have not either, but I'm I'm thinking maybe they add the scene. Yeah, there's um, <laughs> I don't know if it's in the it's in this news article, but it's also in the comic books. But on TV. At the final scene, Negan says, I'm going to beat the holy hell out of one of you. But in the comic books, he says, I'm going to beat the holy F effing effity F out of you. (laughs) Um, So I'm excited to see what that sounds like on Blu-ray coming from Jeffrey Dean Morgan's mouth. Um, So yeah, 23 23 F-bombs in that one little scene. That's pretty insane, huh? That is. Uh, I, I kind of want to see it now. Yeah, you know, you, know, the, you, you know, in a few weeks it'll be on. It'll be on YouTube. So. Oh yeah, it definitely will. And you know, the thing is, I'm not like a huge like. It doesn't have to be profane in order for me to like it. But when it was like that in the comic books, it adds to his character a little bit. Um, so to see it kind of come to life on the show is going to be kind of cool. It kind of makes you wish that TV could do it. But, yeah. Eh, as we know, they cannot. So let's also talk about YouTube here for a second, because we have a, an article in here called uh, Fight of the Living Dead, Experiment 88. Um, this is interesting. So This is interesting. They did this same thing maybe a month, maybe two months ago, where they put a bunch of YouTubers in a mansion, yeah. and they had to solve a murder mystery or something. And now they're doing it where they're putting them in a scenario where they need to work together to get away from zombies. Yeah, so 10 of the top, not 10 of the top, but 10 YouTube stars are going <laughs> to, they're just going to battle. Uh, or not battle, but they're going to try and survive the zombie apocalypse, right? Yeah. And the entire first episode is available on YouTube for free. And uh, if you want to see more, you have to be a subscriber to YouTube Red. Are you a subscriber to YouTube Red? No, no. Is this gonna? Is this worth watching or subscribing to YouTube Red? YouTube, I, YouTube Red. I would have to watch the whole first episode to decide, but at the moment, no, because I'm not a big YouTube guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of the, of the YouTubes, but um, I don't know. Like, I I definitely want to see this. I guess I'll watch the entire first episode and kind of play it by ear there. Cause it, I mean, did you watch the murder mystery one? I watched parts of it. And it was kind of silly and but fun. Yeah. Uh, my gripe was that some of the YouTube stars were really thought way too much of themselves, <laughs> and that was kind of yeah. <laughs> that was kind of why it was hard to watch for me. Yeah, I get that. This one, it it definitely looks pretty intense. Um, it's something to kind of consider if you're a YouTube Red subscriber. You gotta let us know if that's any good for you, because um, I would like to watch the entire series. I haven't seen the first one, but. I don't know. I'm going to check it out. I'd, I'd love to at least check it out. Um, we also have... This is this was strange to me. So Yeah, me too. We all know about the Call of Duty and the zombies. And, you know, when it first came out, it was a huge hit. And then they decided they had to do it every single uh, Call of Duty game. Well, now it looks like Tomb Raider is going to get the same thing. Not... Yeah. 
just surprising to me. <laughs> um, looks kind of cool, but it also looks exactly like the Call of Duty stuff. My my my, my issue is that this is like Square Enix doing the too little, too late. Like they're just going here. We got zombies too. Zombies over here too. <laughs> yeah, Zomb- hey guys, look over here. Tomb Raider zombies. Yeah, and while it could be fun, I I'm not interested in playing Laura Croft killing zombies. No, and I'm not either. And then the other thing too is is, is it multiplayer? Is it co-op? Because it looks like it was just Laura Croft. Because part of the fun of the zombies games is playing with friends, right? I think that this is single player DLC. See, I don't know if that's a that's a fun time because normally with these zombie games, it's way more fun to play in groups of people, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It was just really weird to me to um, to see that coming out of the Tomb Raider game. But it, like you said, it could be them just saying, <laughs> "All right, yeah, zombies are in. We'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah." And it's just DLC, right? It's not the actual game. Yeah. Uh, this is going with a new Rise of the Tomb Raider game, but. Yeah, so it's DLC. You can get a season pass if you want. Uh, definitely looks interesting, but it does look... I mean, the whole thing looks just like Call of Duty Zombies. So if you're into that and you want to play as Laura Croft, there's your option. <laughs> oh, but speaking of Call of Duty Zombies, Lou, uh, we got Zombies in Spaceland. Yes, yeah, Zombies in Spaceland. So, interesting in the notes... Uh, Ryan wrote in the notes, Seriously, if Valve won't make a Left 4 Dead 3, we may just have to accept these are the closest thing we'll get. Um, he, and I say no. Uh, <laughs> no? You're not a fan? No. Uh, this looks neat, but this looks neat in, in a way that I would say I would play this for about a half an hour and go, okay, I'm getting bored. Yeah. Definitely not a Left 4 Dead game, that's for sure. Uh, I get what Ryan's saying, though, because... It's got a feel of Left 4 Dead, especially with the whole Spaceland theme, if you remember Left 4 Dead 2. Yeah. Uh, and the carnival and stuff like that. But <clears throat> it's definitely not Left 4 Dead, and we knew we, we need a Left 4 Dead 3 so bad. We really do. Yep, and the, the rumor I hear is that they are working on one, but they have not announced anything yet. So, yeah, <laughs> that figures, right? Yep. <laughs> Valve. But, yeah, they, they, we they, need they have a. They have a preclude of using the letter, the number three in anything. So yeah. <laughs> I'll keep my fingers crossed. Right. Well, that's just it, too. Is like when you, like, the Left 4 Dead games are so essential for zombie fans and zombie video game fans that as much as what Ryan's trying to convey, I, I get what he's trying to say, is we might not get another chance to play Left 4 Dead uh, and Call of Duty might be the closest thing, but, man, we need another Left 4 Dead. <laughs> yes, we do. Oh, in such a bad way. But see, blasted to the news, Lou. No problem. We we made it. We made it. All right. Now's the hard stuff. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about uh, one of the one of these new up and coming shows here. It's called Fear the Walking Dead. So you just can wait. What good is faith when the water runs out? This is a test. The dead are walking toward their final resting place, and when they leave. When the world is washed clean of death, we, the faithful, will remain. We have been chosen. We will outlast death. How do you know? Why are you so sure? I had to get a little bit of strain playing piano in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That was the worst sound of piano ever. What an awesome scene, though, and uh, we'll we'll get into that in a moment. But um, oh yeah, we will. So, Fear the Walking Dead comes back, and if you remember, and I remember, and the listeners out there remember, we weren't a hundred percent sold on it. We were all kind of in different directions. I think we all liked it, but we're hoping for more or hoping for different. Yeah, I think <clears throat> our, our big, our my my big point for the first half of season two was that it didn't do anything original. It seemed to, like, dabble its toe in something, and instead of staying there, it kept being like, nope, we're going to move on. Oh, we're going to move on. Oh, we're going to move on. And it was like, they would do something interesting for, like, the first half of the episode, and you'd think it was going in, like, a story direction, and then in, like, the last five minutes, they'd wrap up and move on. And it just, it wasn't, it wasn't holding my attention yeah. and nothing about it was new or interesting. It was lots of tropes. It was, it was a lot of tropes and there was a lot of, it almost seemed like the finale was too much in too many different directions. And the way it ended, I was a little concerned with because I was like, Oh great, here we go. We're going to get the one character at a time story, you know, and walking dead when they do this, sometimes it's great and sometimes it's terrible. Um, so I was not really too excited. I know I wanted to watch the second half of the season to see where it went. Cause there was some cool stuff going on, especially with the Nick's Nick's character. Yeah. Um, talk about a guy that goes from like, like I hated him the first episode to like my yep. favorite character in walking dead, maybe like throughout most of both series, you know? Yeah. I, I, I gotta agree with you completely. That first, that first episode, the pilot, I was like, okay. So we got the junkie kid that, at, like, he's either going to die or become pathetic by the <laughs> season. And, and and by this episode, I was like, he's the ultimate badass. <laughs> he really is, and he doesn't even know it. <laughs> um, so episode, the, the first episode of the second half, I guess it's episode eight, okay. right? Yeah, episode eight. And now I have a question for you. Yeah. Did you expect the whole episode to revolve around him? No, not at all. And that's, not me I was not expecting a Survivor Man episode either. But we got a little bit of that, too. Um, Like, straight-up survival. Like, stuff that even The Walking Dead doesn't really hit on is the survival out in this area where it's not easy to live in, you know? Well, and the thing, too, is is he is in Mexico, where it is way hotter than Georgia. Yeah. (laughs) Or now that they're in D.C., there's trees around. It's like, he is in a desert. Yeah, well, that's, that's just it, too. Like... DC, Georgia, United States in general, like this just seems like there's resources around for the for the survivors there. This guy's in Mexico in a desert and he's trying to eat a cactus. Like there's there's nothing around, you know? And, and oh yeah, my god. And, and and my whole thought when he was trying to eat the cactus was like, No, that's not an edible cactus. Yeah. You, know, you want one of the you want one of the big round ones. You don't want the flat ones. The flat ones aren't edible. Yeah. The flat ones are edible. And then it then he cuts one open and he's eating it. And then he throws it up yeah. and like five seconds later. You're like, yeah, no, those are poisonous. Right. And it was just so funny because you don't know what's going through his head. And it was odd, too, because talk about a season premiere. So season premieres are supposed to be action-packed, full of dialogue, full of uh, character development. Just like they, they, they pick up where you left off and it's just supposed to be boom, 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 wicked exciting stuff, right? Yeah. This was the exact opposite of all But it was still really... But it was really compelling. It was amazing. I mean, the dude didn't talk for like the. It's like watching a, 
What's that Tom Hanks movie? Uh, well, sad. Castaway. Yeah, Castaway. You're like when you're watching it, you're like you don't even realize he's not really talking much. You're just kind of trapped in the movie moment. But you're seriously watching Nick walking across the desert trying to survive. There is an opening scene where he has been hiding in a house. Yes. And there's a woman and her son. And they go their separate ways. And they have pleasant words. And he's like, good luck. Good luck finding your husband. And she's like, "Uh, good luck on your journey or whatever. And they split up. And it's like he just starts walking. And you see him put more blood on himself. And he just kind of wanders around. And you could, he's got a backpack. And then he camps out in a house in an abandoned house, and a woman with a baseball bat shows up and beats the living crap out of him. I know, right? And, and he's like, "Can I just get my bag? <laughs> yeah. Can I just get my bag?" And she like hits him in the back of the head, and I was like, "I was like, man, even if he, even if even if he can't speak the language, boy, she was unreasonable. She was being very like, and I I don't know, maybe I mean it's it's gotta be scary out there, but um." Yeah, that's the other thing, too. He's in Mexico. He doesn't really speak a lot of Spanish at all. Um, It's just everything is against him, right? So he gets thrown out of this house without any of his supplies now. He starts walking, and he literally, like, it literally turns in from a zombie survival to just, like I said, it was like almost watching an episode of, like, that Survivor Man show. Yeah. Where he's walking and walking. He's so dehydrated. He finally gets some water. Then he runs into these bad dudes, and... Are these the same bad dudes from the next episode, or are they just yes. completely... So they are the same? Yes. Okay, so he runs into these guys who are not only killing the walkers, or as they call them in this show, the the infected, Yeah. but they're killing people, too. Uh, just yeah. for fun, it seems like, right? Yeah, there's that guy that... There's a guy that asks them for water, and they're like, nah, and they just shoot him in the face. Yeah. And you're and, like, and you're like, you're like, oh, these really aren't good guys. No, they're not. They're, they don't seem very friendly. So, you know, obviously Nick runs away from them, and that's how he ends up in the desert. And some of the coolest scenes I think I've seen in The Walking Dead are just him trying to survive in the desert. Like the first being like getting so dehydrated. What did he do first? He tried to eat the cactus first. Tries to eat the cactus first. He throws that up. Which I thought was hilarious because he's. <laughs> He's like and then, pricked by it, and like he's just like, I'm gonna roll up my shirt around it. I'm gonna work so hard, and bleh. yeah. And then he tries to find something else, and he ends up drinking his own pee. Yeah, so he ends up, and you're like, so the the, the creepy thing is the camera pans down to his zipper as he unzips it. I'm like, whoa, where are we going with this AMC? <laughs> like, <laughs> what's what's up? And all of a sudden, you just look, and it comes back to his hands. He's got his hands cupped, and I'm like, oh god, he's doing it, and he just drinks his own pee. And, and, like, the, the, oh. and the, the best part about the whole thing is, is the whole time he tries eating a cactus, he tries to eat something else too. And both times when he eats it, it's so vile, you can tell that he's like, oh, yeah. oh. Yeah. And when he drinks his own pee, he's like, oh, not, that's not as bad. That's not as bad. Why didn't I think of that first? <laughs> so I love the scene with the dogs too. Like he eventually, you know, of course the desert gets freezing overnight. He wakes up to a couple, couple German shepherds attacking him. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's the thing too, Lou. We haven't really seen much of animals, like animals. Uh, not they don't animals. La- but... they, don't, they don't seem to last long. Yeah, yeah. And the and the German shepherds, like they start attacking him. They get his leg pretty good, and um, he he jumps up on top of his old van that he was laying up against. Which I don't know why he just didn't lay up there to begin with. <laughs> it seems like that would have been a safer thing to do. But 
Yeah, and then uh, he gets saved. He actually gets saved by a herd of walkers. <laughs> yeah, a herd of walkers shows up, and they come, and the dogs change their mind from him and go after the herd of walkers, and the walkers take the dogs out like they're nothing. I know, right? They're just all over these poor dogs. These like, poor... like, I was expecting the dogs to actually win. Well, they, it, it, they were it, so aggressive, Lou. Yeah, I was like, I was like, man, he's gonna make some friends or something. Yeah. This is gonna be cool. And then it was like, boom, nope, the dogs are gone. And it's you're like, funny. Oh, whoa. It, it's funny you say that because first I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, eventually these dogs are gonna befriend him, right? Or like at least one. One might die, and the other one will befriend him. And I thought it would be a cool dynamic to have a dog with the show, um, you know, to protect the survivors, kind of thing. Yeah. But no, those dogs went down pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, and he smiled, which I still don't get. <laughs> he, uh, he def- did you see that smile when the yes. dogs were getting? And I'm like, oh, what's what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> no, my thought was, is oh, he's gonna have dinner. Yeah, well, that's what I was like. Oh God, he's gonna eat the dogs. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> as long and as he, he eats, and he eats them raw. It's really gross. Oh, it is gross. It, like I said though, that that episode was really just about him surviving and. You know, he gets the cut on his leg from the dog or the bite from the dog. He um, starts eating the dog that's left over from the zombies, which I don't think that's very good for you. No. Uh, and I don't know what he was eating, but it definitely looked gross. And good for him as an actor because, I wouldn't have been able to do it. No. <laughs> you remember uh, a few, few, a while episodes back, I don't know how many, but they were talking about how the walkers eat like chicken and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know, care what it is. I just don't think I could do it. No. <laughs> but, yeah, so he starts, you know, covers himself in blood again after he takes out a walker that's limping, and he's limping. And uh, he takes the belt, which is another, and he makes a little tourniquet out of it for his uh, for his leg. And I'm like, man, this dude is like full survival mode, you know? Like, right. Literally, like, just beating the elements, beating the odds. Then he starts walking with the walkers, of course, and he's limping. He looks just like one of them, <laughs> yep. which I think is just the funniest. It's such, such a stereotypical thing. He's just limping around, <laughs> looks just like one of them. So one of the coolest scenes, I think, in this in this episode was when... I, I, think, I think it was the highlight of the episode for me. He, he starts the, walking the, with the herd, right? And then those guys show up again. So, Yep, those guys show up again, and the herd changes their direction and goes straight for the guys that that shot at him earlier. And he just keeps walking like he's one of them. And they start picking them off one by one around him. And he doesn't even flinch. No. Like, like three, like the, he keeps standing in front of, behind one of the zombies, so that if the bullet is coming, it's going to hit that zombie, not him. Yeah. And it's like, and he looks at the guy that's kind of looks like he's the leader and he's the biggest jerk and he's also the guy that shot the innocent guy earlier yeah he looks right at him and you could tell that the guy realizes oh shit he's not a zombie yeah he's a real dude and so the guy freaks yeah because he sees this real guy walking amongst the dead and he freaks and he drops his gun and he's trying to reload his revolver and the whole pack just kind of mauls him. And then the other guy tries to rescue him and it's too late for both of them. And the third guy just jumps back in the jeep and leaves them to die. Yeah, right? Which is the funniest part. So, like, I was wondering if they're going to recognize him later on. We'll get into that in a little bit. But, um, seriously, such an intense scene. And obviously we know the guy's not going to get shot, right? But at the same well, time, you're watching it and you're like, 
oh my god, he's just standing there, and he, like he's just seriously, he keeps walking at the guy, and then looks at him at the end as he's getting torn apart by zombies, and you're just like, oh my god, that was insane. I had one gripe about the whole scene, is they take the guys out, and he just kind of doesn't even go and pick up the guy. There was like three or four guns there. Yeah. Like, why didn't he pick up one of them and take it? You know, he just. I, mean, just said, was, I guess I was I was really concerned, Lou, that he was going to start eating the guy too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you were, but I was like super worried. I was like, please don't take it that direction. <laughs> I cannot handle that. Like the dog is one thing. I get it, but not a person. Please, not a person. <laughs> yeah, we don't need any more hunters. Yeah. So <clears throat> I don't know. There's um. I don't know. There was a it was a tough scene, and I don't know. I think it just embodies the fact that he doesn't care about death anymore. I think he's not that he's not afraid of it, but he just kind of almost like he wants it to happen. Um, but at the same time, he doesn't. Yeah. So I, I just think he gets in these. Phases. I think he's. A, I think he's a guy that's torn between worlds at the yeah. moment. Yeah. And you know his his faith was tested at the, at the season finale or the mid season finale and. You know, he was trying to pick up on a different culture that obviously didn't work out. So, I, I get it. I do. But he ends up safe. He ends up uh, in a camp. Almost reminds me of like a Mexican Woodbury. Yeah, um, it's very much a Mexican Woodbury. Yeah. And um, a gentleman who is either a doctor or whatnot. We get revealed what he is in the next episode. But he shows up. He treats him for the uh, for the bite and gives him some antibiotics. And lo and behold, he's rescued. Yeah. Well, and that's the and that's the crazy thing too is these people were kind of following him throughout the whole fiasco, and they decided not to save him because they thought he was infected or dead or whatever. But they yeah. find him later, and they almost shoot him when they and see the bite. <laughs> and, he, and he's like, "No, no, no." Dog, pedo, pedo. Yeah, so they finally, they finally bring him back to that camp, and like I said, it's a, it's like a fortified, uh, small Mexican community, and it's got walls around some of it, a chain link around the other side, and kids playing, people laughing, people talking, and uh, overall, just kind of like a, a happy ending to the episode, kind of, you know, which never bodes well, <clears throat> yeah, because the next episode. Now I'm thinking. We got our Nick out of the way. It'll either be um, Strand and what's-her-face. What is her name? Madison? Madison. Uh, and then the next week will be uh, the husband there and the, the son, Chris. Chris, Chris and his dad. Yeah, what's his dad's name? It's going to bug me until I figure it out. Uh, John, Jack, Joe, Jim. I don't remember. Um, <clears throat> that's how much I care about his character. But yeah, he he went from a character I really like to a character I don't care care yeah. about. Travis. Travis, thank you. Um, but we we open with Nick again. The episode opens up with Nick. He's in the small Mexican community, and some girls crying because her dad's walking right into a perimeter of zombies. <laughs> a sacrifice. Is that what it was? Uh, no, he was already bitten. He was infected. Oh, oh, okay. So and so, and and they they 
he wasn't going to make it. So they sent him out there to become one amongst them. And I think this is one of the most interesting ideas we've seen in The Walking Dead. There is two-layer wall. And in between the layers, they have a horde of zombies. Yeah. Almost like it's to deter other zombies from finding their community. And if someone was to attack, they would have to get through the zombies to get into the city. Yeah, and the, I mean that, and they have this cool little RV bus thing set up too to get in and out of it. Like you go in the front door of the bus and you go out the back door of the bus. Yeah. Obviously, zombies can't get in or out that way. But you're right; it's a, it's a, it's like a wall within a wall. And yeah, and 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 the bus thing is really clever because that back door that they use for a, the bus, you can only open that door one way. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a vault. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it protects you a little bit from people trying to come in, too. But like you said, if you want to get into this little community, you got to scale one wall and get through tons and tons of zombies. And then, you know, scale another wall and get in through the RV somehow and stuff like that or the bus. And, I don't know, I just thought it was a really cool layout and a really cool design of the city. Uh, or not city, but small little community. But I, I thought there was some sort of sacrifice going on. I'm glad you kind of explained that to me because I'm like... Why are they, uh, they doing this? They explain it later in the episode. He asks her why he would had to die. And she's like, you didn't realize he was already bit. And we didn't have the supplies to keep feeding him. So when you're bit like that, we send you out when you're too sick or you're, or, or, or you're bit. So you don't necessarily have to be bit though, right? Like if uh, you're they've, sick? They, they've sent some of the older people that are dying out. I guess is what they say. See, that seems weird to me. So, like, why, why would you send them out there to become zombies? Like, just to add to your little zombie wall army? Yes. Okay, and the people of the community are just okay with it, I guess. They know that that wall is protecting the the, the people rest of them, still... their families and whatnot. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we get that story from Nick, and it you know cuts to Madison and Strand. Abigail's gone, Lou. Abigail's gone. Yep, they go. They drive. They drive. They realize they can't find Nick. They drive all the way back to the boat to find out that the boat is gone, which is something I didn't expect to have happen. Yeah, I thought we were gonna have Abigail the whole time. I, I honestly did. I thought that oh, we're gonna go back to the boat or something, and I thought they'd go back to the boat and like use the boat as like a base. Yeah, you know. Right, and well, and. and and that is not what happened, and I am really excited that that's not what happened. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's cool because then they end up having to go to a hotel to find shelter, and they think it's cleared up, and in a strange turn of events, like you got all the rooms that say "Do not disturb" on them have infected in them. Yeah, which I thought was pretty clever. That um, was really clever. So you, yeah, because you have the daughter and Ophelia. What's the daughter's name? This is so bad. Um, there's Madison, there's Travis. Alicia. Alicia, yes. Uh, so her and Ophelia are going up to um, check out the rooms, grab supplies so they can find. And Strand and Madison, instead of helping, <laughs> get so wasted. Uh, which, which, I honestly, as soon as it began, I said, this is going to be bad. This is going to be a disaster. But not in the way that it happens. I did not foresee what happened. It was a slow build because it had... So you know there's some infected in some doors that are locked. They're, they're locked up in their rooms. They can't get out. 
Uh, Ophelia and Alicia grab supplies from one of the rooms that isn't on a Do Not Disturb sign and then find the guy that most likely put all those zombies in the room. He had yeah. uh, hung himself in the in the bathroom. And uh, they, you know, they had a little discussion on life and what happens. And meanwhile, like, they're getting supplies. And downstairs, Strand is telling Madison that he would have hit on her back in the day just, just for fun. Um, and the two of them, I mean, they both have, you got to remember... Nick told her he wasn't going with her, but she just doesn't know where Travis is. Oh, uh, something we should, I guess, we should discuss briefly. Is it this episode or the previous episode that we get the story of Nick and what happened to Nick's real father? It was the first episode, actually. That's a good point. Some yeah. flashbacks where he was in a drug rehab facility. Rehab. And his mother comes to visit him, and he's he's been working with a, uh, another uh person in rehab and they're trying to work out what they're going to tell their parents when it's visitation day and he talks about how he's going to tell his father off because his father is always in the bedroom sleeping and this that and the other thing and then the one that the day comes his mother comes and tells him that his dad fell asleep at the wheel drifted over the line and drove head on into another car and he's dead yeah yeah it's um it was a it was a pretty tough emotional scene it was, too. It, it was a tough emotional scene, and after you hear it, you totally understand why. After he sort of cleaned up his act, he drifted off again. Well, then like, that's just it, because then it flashed back to when he was back at that church, like probably where the, the beginning of the yeah. where the beginning of everything began. Wearing the same shirt that he was wearing when it all started, so I would imagine that that was probably right before it all happened. Right. Um, which was pretty interesting. It was a it was a cool flashback. It was, it's great to see a little bit more story de- development from these characters. You know, we haven't really it, got it, a ton of it. It makes you appreciate that first few episodes bet more than you did the last when you saw them. Yeah. So. Yeah. So anyway, we have Madison. That was a good point. Thanks for bringing that up. We have uh, Madison and Strand getting drunk because she thinks Travis is dead. Chris is probably dead. Nick's probably dead. Yep. So she starts drinking hard. And yeah, and, 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 and the reason I brought all that up is because one of the questions Strand asks her is what happened to Nick's father. Yeah. And so he she t- proceeds to tell them that she told both the kids that the father fell asleep at the wheel. But that's not what happened. What you're led to believe is that the father may have been a junkie too. Yeah. Yeah, and that's... Um... It, it, in either he was an alcoholic or... He had a drug problem. I would but say, you did, she, yeah, she my, doesn't my, my, specify. She doesn't specify. My guess would be that he might have been an alcoholic. Yeah, something where he, he was drinking and driving and caused the accident. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they, they get a little emotional one-on-one, too. Strand's talking about Tom a lot. Um, and meanwhile, uh, we cut back to Nick. and That's why I was so surprised, because we're getting a lot of Nick... You know, at the same at the same point, we're getting the Madison Strand story. So Nick goes on a run with uh, Luciano. Lu- yes, Luciano, um, and they go meet these guys who are affiliated with the same guys we saw in episode one. These are just some bad dudes, some gang leaders, and this is what we were talking about. I know you had said you were really excited to see the gangs of Mexico kind of taking over the cities, um, kind of a different type of atmosphere different like a different sheriff in town kind of deal yeah and uh obviously they have one of the supplies or one of the uh, local um grocery yeah. stores 
I was going to say, what you realize is that the earlier scene where you saw them raiding cars and shooting innocent people and killing zombies, what they were actually doing was raiding the cars for supplies so that they could bring them back here and trade them for medicine with other people. Yeah. So basically they're just trying to get medicine for grocery supplies. And yeah. you find out one of the leaders, his sister, is extremely sick. Um, that she may be going through withdrawal just like Nick did. Yeah, and he could tell, right? Like he, yeah. He could totally tell that that's what was going on. So he ends up almost getting his hand cut off, almost like an homage to um, the Walking Dead comic series with Rick Grimes. Yeah. Um, which Robert Kirkman was like, I don't know if you never knew this, but Robert Kirkman was like, I really regret cutting Rick's hand off. It makes it harder to write later on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Which, that was kind of my thought too. I think he also figured he was going to kill Rick Grimes off early on and have the show, the comic book, be revolved around Carl, but he didn't. Yeah. So thank God for that, by the way. But um, <clears throat> yeah, so he he almost gets his hand cut off for stealing some chocolate, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> until he brings it back to the town, and he gives it to the little girl whose father just died. And I was right. Like, okay, this dude's got a big heart, you know. And, right. Uh, he's starting to question everything around, like what the pharmacist is doing, and you know he's questioning the morals and the values of everything, and you know why why they're sending people out there and why they're doing what they do, how they're running out of medicine, and this guy <clears throat> supposedly has been bit by a zombie, but he's okay. But, but is he's... he okay? He hasn't changed. He's not. But was he really? But he, wait, he was he really bit by a zombie? Uh, Luciano says, "No, no, I saw it." Yeah. So we get a little peek as he bends down to give Nick a water bottle, and you see a big divot missing out of his shoulder. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like he's been bit by something. But he's fine. <laughs> he's not a. He's not a zombie, Lou. What is that? No. Yeah, what is that, and what are they going to do? So, you and I got to talk about this. Is this a, a complete case of bullshit, or is it something simple like, oh, yeah, he got bit, so he cut around his shoulder, you know what I mean, to stop the infection? Or I think I think we might have our first person who's immune to the disease. So you really think this guy's immune? I think we're going to find out by the end of the season. Uh, yeah, I'd hope so. He can't... <sighs> Dude, that's a game changer if they do that. If he's literally immune to zombie bites, that's a game changer. Just because he's immune to zombie bites doesn't mean everybody will be. Mm -mm. But just the fact that one guy is is crazy to me. It, it could lead us to, you know, later on in the season, we could be looking for a cure, which yeah. would be which would be a a very different take from what we've been getting with with well yeah we had that with uh the walking dead when eugene said he had the cure before abraham right. punched his lights out when he found out he didn't yeah. but what if we really do have a cure and later on we end up having both series merge oh now you're killing me <laughs> now you're killing me these survivors meet up with the our other survivors and say they have a cure yeah oh man i don't know I don't know about that. I just think there's something fishy going on with that. You can't be bit by a zombie and be okay. I don't know. That's crazy. It's just nuts, dude. It's nuts. I, 
it would be a drastic change from what we've been getting. And one of the things we've been saying about this show is that we want it to be really different from regular Walking Dead. And what we're getting right now is very different from regular Walking Dead. <laughs> That's true. Um, so, yeah, Nick has a little confrontation with the pharmacist. And we don't know if he's been bit or not. But he might have been. And uh, the show ends on a on a pretty, pretty big cliffhanger. Um, yeah. Uh, Alicia and Ophelia stop in a room and Alicia is going to take a shower because apparently the hotel still has some hot water yeah. left. And so while she's taking a shower, uh, she she doesn't hear anything outside. So she gets out, she gets dressed, and she's looking for Ophelia. And Ophelia is nowhere to be seen. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you see a zombie fall from the balcony. Yeah, she's out on and, the balcony and she's looking and she sees other zombies on the balcony. And what you realize is that Strand playing the piano down below has attracted the zombies. They hear the noise. Well, not just the piano, but they're drinking and they're throwing glasses and they're just being loud in general. Yep. So she starts trying to call out to her mom. And, you know, obviously she can't hear it from way over there. They're on the other side of the hotel, which they went very far, separated very far from each other. Um, yeah. So... She starts running, and uh, where is Ophelia? That's the big question, right? Right. Like, where did she go? Why did she leave? Did she go to a different room to take a shower, too, at the same time no, or something? What, what ends up happening is, before Alicia takes the shower, her and Ophelia have a conversation, and it sounds to me like Ophelia was going to kill herself. It did, didn't it? Didn't you get yeah. that vibe? You get that vibe. So when she comes out of the shower and Ophelia isn't around, I thought the first body you see jumping off the balcony... I thought it was Ophelia jumping, well, and I was like, yeah. "I was like, well, that's a weird twist." Well, and my, then I realized it was zombies, and I went, "Oh." Yeah, my my fear was that as Ophelia jumped and committed suicide, and the zombies were falling trying to get her while she yeah. was on the ground. I was like, "Oh, don't tell me she killed herself." But we don't know where she is. We just know that Alicia starts running, uh, tries to go down the stairwell, and it is jam packed with zombies. Absolutely jam packed. Um. So, <laughs> she closed, uh, did she ever get the door closed? I think she got the door closed, right? And she starts running towards yeah. her mom and Strand, and they have no idea zombies are falling behind them, which is the funniest thing, because they're talking, you just see zombies go <laughs> behind them. And uh, eventually Strand goes, yeah, we gotta go, once he sees them. But they get absolutely surrounded at the bar by zombies. Like, yeah. absolutely it, surrounded. It literally looks like a scene out of... Um... Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, it, actually, that's a good point. Where it's Strand and Madison behind the bar, and literally they're surrounded by zombies, and you're left going, how the hell are they going to get out of this? There's, and, then yeah. it, and then it cuts to credits. Yeah. Dude. Oh, not as bad as the Negan cliffhanger, but still, like, um, it, it's it's... These two episodes have just rejuvenated my faith in Fear the Walking Dead. And it's almost as if the first season, they did it all right. And the second season, they kind of knew that they were going down the wrong direction. So they decided to pick it up for the second half. But if the rest of the episodes are like this, Lou, I'm 100% in. <laughs> yeah, if, if it maintains, it's like Nick is on an adventure that is religious. It's like he's found another group of religious fanatics, but they're not 
crazy religious fanatics. They just think that if they stick together, they might survive the apocalypse. You know? Yeah. Not like the last batch of religious crazies that we met. So he's found another... It's like he's searching for his faith. Yeah. Uh, Madison is, is, is like, at her ropes and, yeah, and trying to fit... She's a mess. She's trying to figure it out. Strand is at his rope's end. They're trying to figure it out. And it's like they're giving us something we haven't seen. I mean, think about this. What In all of Walking Dead, have we ever seen them had to ransack a, a hotel before mm-hmm. where there was nobody? We've never seen that before. Yeah. We're getting a lot of cool stuff. And like you said. We're getting really cool set drops that yeah. we've, we haven't seen before. We're getting a story we haven't had before. You know, regular Walking Dead gets flack for being traveling from safe area to safe area and that nobody's safe because people are bad. And we're not getting that now. We're getting zombies are destroying everything. Yeah, and this is the this is the part of the the outbreak where I think it's probably the worst, right? Um, yeah. People don't know what's going on. They don't have a clue... I mean, they're starting to have a clue with the dead coming back, but they don't know why. They don't know how it's going to stop, if it's going to stop. Um, people like, are looking for answers. But this show, it just gave you, like you said, it's got people looking for answers. It's got some characters in some bad situations. It's got other characters in worse situations. It's got you asking questions, like we were talking about, like, is there a guy that is immune to the zombie virus? You know what I mean? And like, Yeah. All the stuff just happened in two episodes, Lou. Dude, and the other thing that is just amazing to me is one of my gripes the whole last season was that nobody was likable. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I care about these characters. Like, Strand, in his moment of finding out that he had a boyfriend and that the guy was dying and he decided not to kill himself like he was going to... Like, that made him an even more interesting character than we had before. Mad- hearing Madison's backstory about her husband and dying and how she was taking care of the kids and, you know, why the, the, the son was in rehab and why he had a drug problem. And hearing that story, like, they couldn't begin with that. That would have yeah. drove people away. But now that we've been introduced to them, them giving us that backstory now makes you appreciate the pre- previous episodes. Like, now they're telling a good story. Yeah, and like they you said. They didn't, and, 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 it, and it's, everything we're being told at this point in time is not cliche. And I hope they stay to that. Yeah, and like you said, if they had started with this whole big giant story drop, then we, they may have lost some listeners. And the fact that they're slowly bringing it in is really cool. Uh, we had that backstory with The Walking Dead with a comic book, so we all kind of knew it already. But this is all new. These are new characters, new problems, new ideas. And um, to slowly bring those in, like you said, like <clears throat> Strand's interesting. You just want to hear him talk more. Madison's yeah. backstory explains a lot more of how she is. <laughs> yeah, and the other interesting thing is, is in the first season, the thing that drove me crazy is they didn't want to kill infected people. Mm-hmm. That they they were all still treating them like they were not infected people, and it drove me crazy because they did it the whole first season. Even at the end of the season, I think Travis has to kill a zombie, and it like makes him sick. Yeah, and it, it, and it's like and it's like he needs to get over this quick, 
And even in the beginning of this season, they still didn't want to kill zombies. Yeah, and, and other people didn't want to kill them, and no one wanted to kill them. Yeah, and it's like, and now we're halfway through season two, and it's literally like we're dropping zombies left and right, and they've become zombie killing pros. Yeah, and the- like it, it, <laughs> it, it is not like in it, like it's like it's taken a while to get there, but we are now getting what I think is a really good story. Well, I think the zombies have kind of done it to them just by constantly, yeah, you know, just attacking and attacking and attacking, and we're getting more and more zombies too, which is great. Um, a lot more concentrated areas of zombies. So, I don't know. It's just the whole show right now, to me, I'm excited just as... It's like I'm almost excited just as much as this as I am the return of The Walking Dead. Yeah, I, I, I gotta say, I... When we've covered Fear the Walking Dead, I will be honest, I wait until the last minute to watch the episodes because I really have not enjoyed the show. Like, it is okay, but... It is not something that, like, I'm looking forward to. Some episodes have been good. Yeah. And some episodes have been just like, oh, I got to slog through 60 minutes of this. Yeah. Okay. And right these last two episodes, if they can keep this stride, I will be on the edge of my seat for the rest of the season. Yeah, and it's, like you said, right now, it's got to just keep this going. And it, if it you can't stop the pace, if you told me last year when I was talking about how much I really didn't enjoy this show, if you told me that by the mid season of this season I was going to be hooked, I would have said you're crazy. There's no way. Yeah, right. No, they've done it, man. They've done it. And that's kind of the reason why we had to talk about both episodes today because there's just no way we can just talk about the Nick episode without getting further into everything else that happened to Nick and his family. And obviously next week we got to have a Travis week, right? Uh, I, I, I have a funny feeling. I think we're not going to get a Travis next week. Really? You think it's just going to be a, the same Madison, Nick? I think it's going to be Madison and Nick. I don't think we see Travis till I think maybe two more episodes. Wow. Really just pushing them off, huh? I think that one of the issues, that, I think one of the reasons why we are enjoying this show is we're not dealing with the Chris crap. Ugh, that's, you know what, Lou? That's a really good point. We don't have to deal with this whiny little, yeah. I hate my life, you killed my mother. Yeah, we're not dealing with that really dumb stuff that we've been dealing with. And he's been he's been the weakest link in the show. Yeah. Uh, Part of me wonders if they don't bring him back just to kill him off in the next step, the next time he's. Well, you almost got to wonder about him and Travis. Like, what's Travis's role in the show now that you have Strand? You have, I mean, there's there's a lot well, going on where we don't. I don't know if we necessarily need Tra- Travis either. No, and I I think and we've now been introduced to the city, the people that Nick is with, and some of them could become permanent cast members. We don't know yet. Um, I mean, I think Travis might still serve a purpose, yeah. But I don't think he's. Uh, the, the, what I've heard is people have been comparing him to being like the show's Rick. Yeah. And I don't think he's the show's Rick. It I think seems like he, Nick is. <laughs> yeah, I think Nick is. And it rhymes but, with Rick. Yeah, I think Travis is going to be like 
Eugene? No. <laughs> I, no, it's not Eugene, but I think he's going to be more like, um, uh, what's his name? Herschel. Oh, yeah, kind of like the see the other side kind of thing. He's going to be the moral compass that keeps them from going over the edge. Yeah. So I... And I and I think he still I still think he serves a purpose in the show. And I think if they can change Chris, he can serve a purpose in the show. Uh, but I think at this point, I think they need to give us space from those characters. Yeah. Like I think that we don't find out about Travis and Chris for at least another episode. I think we get another episode of just Madison and Nick storylines. Yeah. I'd be okay and, with that, Lou. And, uh, but I think they're coming back, and I think when they come back, there will be a big dynamic change. Yeah, and you'd I, hope I so. Almo- I almost wonder if what they will do, and I think, I think, I think there's been a lot of people that have complained about the Chris storyline. I almost feel like when they get reintroduced, maybe we don't get to hear their story. We just see two changed characters return. Yeah. And then maybe next season, they begin the season with a recap of telling what happened to them and what made them change. <laughs> well, that'd be, that'd be kind of interesting. Um, I don't know. It's <clears throat> I can see what you're talking about with uh, a Travis as more of a Herschel figure and Nick's kind of almost like the leader of the group in a, in a strange, sadistic way. Yeah. Um, but... The same, I don't know, man. Some of these characters are eventually. I I don't think these guys that they're meeting up with now, these people at the pharmacist and in his little community, I don't think any of them are going to make it out of this season. Um, oh, I think I think what's her name? The 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 Luciano. one. Become, I think she's a permanent cast member now. She might be. She might be. But other than that, I just don't see it. I just don't. Yeah, not I even, don't. Not I, even Mister Can't Get Bit Man. Oh, I think that the gang is going to come for their drugs. Oh, yeah, they have to at this point, right? Nick set it up, so. Well, you know, hey, that's our thought on everything. Uh, If you guys want to go ahead and let us know what you think so far of Fear the Walking Dead, that'd be great. We'll get into where you can do that. But for now, uh, Lou, without Ryan here, what what should we do? (laughs) Um, I guess I'll give us the rundown. All right. Uh, So... uh, you can find us at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Uh, if you've got emails for us, you can send them to e- info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Uh, we're on Twitter as Zombies Podcast. I love the fact that we have that. Yeah. Um, and you can like us like us on Facebook uh, under at facebook.com slash zombiesatemypodcast. You can find myself on Twitter as at busyzombielord. You can find Ryan, who's not here, as rmurphy on uh, on Twitter, and Bob is at Bobbert F. Um, you should check out our artwork. It is by uh, the wonderful Joel Duggan, and you can check out his work at joelduggan.com. Um, and actually, I should plug this. Um, I am actually on the Citadel Cafe this week. Uh, we're talking uh, vampires and William Shatner and nonsense. <laughs> so you should check that out. Um, yeah. And. Uh, so that's the Citadel Cafe. It's a great podcast, and even better when Lou's on it. Yes, it is. Especially when he gets to talk about William Shatner in Tokyo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, I should also say, uh, if you like us, you can support us on Patreon. 
uh, go to patreon.com slash zombies at my podcast with uh, several donors and we we thank them immensely uh, they've helped us with the show uh, and quite a bit actually there's been video game titles that have come out or movies that have come out where we've actually had to use the Patreon fund to yeah. rent the movies and do things with uh, and, and whatnot and it's been really helpful to the show yeah, so every little helps. bit helps yeah, we, we thank you guys who are patrons already, and those of you who want to join, you go, like I said, patreon.com slash zombies at my podcast. Guys, hang out with us on social media. We're usually pretty active out there, too. We've been having a lot of great conversations on Facebook. Uh, uh, actually, <laughs> actually, I should plug some Twitter uh, response. We got hit by uh, somebody calling themselves Zero Hour on uh, Twitter. He's yep. also following us on Facebook as well, um, and he, want, he pointed us in the direction of a fan-made mm-hmm. Left 4 Dead movie that is coming out. And it looks like that might have a September 10th release date. So we might be talking about that in the future. Oh, uh, we will uh, be. <laughs> I, I, told him, I, I told him on Twitter that we definitely would like to cover it. It's just a matter of if it, whether or not a fan-made film comes out on the day it's promising. So Yeah, and you guys, you know, as much as I love seeing the, uh, the posts about playing journey and saying sometimes it's good to go back to the old episodes and listen to some of those we're, we're glad some of you are enjoying them but... stop <laughs> yeah <laughs> no thank you guys so much uh you know going back to the older episodes it's kind of fun you guys on facebook they brought up the whole journey um any way you want it thing and i forgot all about that and so I'm yes i go... did too i saw the post and i went <laughs> journey anyway and i went oh that's right there's an episode where we played that the whole episode i'll have to find that just to clip it out so we got some other stuff going in the works we got some more skits coming up pretty soon um you know with some lovely some lovely help from some great voice actors and uh we, we got some more stuff coming in also i'm i'm in the mood i think lou's in the mood too to uh play some video games again uh what was the last one we played lou uh what was that called? Contag- Cont- Contagion. Uh, Contagion. Yeah. And I don't think I'll, I don't think we'll be playing that again. No, not that one. But Lou and I are looking for some more zombie games to play, so we can put them up on our Zombies Ate My Podcast YouTube and get some more video content out there for you guys. So if you guys have any ideas on what we should play or anything like that, then write us, tweet us, Facebook us. It doesn't matter. Just do whatever you got to do. Anyway, we should stop rambling and uh, call this. Pizzoli. I would do just about anything for some pozole. <laughs> oh.